0: Hello and welcome to the Taylor Rigby Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Taylor. And today we're going to be interviewing a man who used to be a software engineer turned engineer manager and has been working remotely since 2015. Give it up for Eddie Hinko. Eddie is amazing to have you on the Taylor Rigby Podcast. How are you doing?
1: Hey, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on here. I'm excited to, to be chatting with you.
0: All right. All right. All right. Of course. Of course. So like, you know, tell me a bit about yourself. Like, you know, even though I literally just like, you know, mentioned like, you know, a little bit about yourself, but like, you know, there's more like, you know, tell the audience a little bit more.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've I've been in tech for three years now. Um, I started off as a, a freelancer and then got into front end development. And after being in front end development a while, um, yeah, I decided to head into engineering management. I got passionate about processes and how to help people kind of you know do their best work and and be their best selves. And so uh, been been enjoying that for the last couple of years. And yeah, currently work at. Glassdoor and um, working on internal toolings for front end developers. So, um, our team kind of maintains the internal frameworks and libraries for uh, the rest of the front end engineers. Okay.
0: So, like, what do you enjoy most about the job that you do?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tricky, right? Like, our, our job, you do so many different types of things. Um, I think one thing I really love right, as an engineering manager is seeing people and things come together, right? If people are on different pages, and they're thinking different things, and they're working on different stuff, it can just be chaos. But when you get the right people in the room, and you have the right kinds of meetings, and you all get on the same page, and something I think I'm really passionate about is, you know, building teams that have a level of trust to them, right, where people can be vulnerable. It's um, You know, Google kind of calls it psychological. I mean, other people call it psychological safety, too. But um, Google really talks about that as like a, you know, you have a really well-functioning team if you have psychological safety among the team. And that just brings me a lot of joy when I see team members, like, drop the water line and kind of be real with each other um, in ways that I know, like, hey, these people trust each other, and they've got each other's back.
0: Ah, okay, okay. That's great to hear. That is amazing to hear. And also, you told me that you were... um homeschooled so like you know tell me a bit more abo- a bit more about that
1: yeah for sure um so yeah I was a, a military kid growing up and so you know my mom was like well if we're gonna be moving a lot because you know your dad's in the military I don't want to keep changing schools on you all the time and um so yeah so she decided to homeschool me and my uh two siblings like my brother and sister were in early elementary but I actually like you know when they started homeschooling, when she started homeschooling them, I wasn't even in elementary yet. So literally from kindergarten on to graduating high school, um, I was actually homeschooled. I literally never stepped foot in a school other than like, I don't know, random community event. Um, Just learned everything at home, you know, using the different books and curriculums that they have. And I don't know. I, I loved it. It gave me a lot of extra time to focus on things that I was passionate about. So I, you know, using some of that extra time, like I started building websites, um, built my own first computer when I was uh, 15, no, actually 14, I think. Um, and so, yeah, they just kind of had a lot of extra time to do a bunch of side projects, which, um, you know, you don't always have if you you know, have to be in a school building from certain hour to certain hour. And then you have homework at night. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. True.
0: Like, you know, me personally, like, you know, I usually did my homework at school though because nice yeah because it's like i don't know it's like i I, when i get home it's like i don't really want to do anything
1: i mean unless i had like
0: yeah unless i had like one easy unless i had only gotten one thing which was rarely in school it's like you know i wouldn't do it at home you know unless if it it was like only one thing and if it was easy even if it was hard and only one thing it's like uh you know if i can't finish it at school it's like all right at least it's only one or two things i have to do it's like i can just relax um, yeah, so but yeah, you're right, you're definitely right. Um, when you're in school, you really have no time to do anything like you know that you want to do, whether if that's productive or unproductive, like, um, yeah, huh? yeah. like, so yeah, like school kind of deprives you of that, um, you know, of that in that sense, but uh, yeah, but yeah, like, you know, um, is there any more you'd like to? to... Oh, oh, yeah, right. Um, your first computer, do you still have that?
1: I actually don't anymore. Um I did have it up until um my early twenties or so. Um, when I <coughs> sorry about that cough. Um yeah, until my early twenties when, you know, I was going to college and I was started using Macs um, computers at college. And of course, you know, when you build something, most of the time it does. So I did end up getting rid of that. Um but it lasted a good probably eight, nine, ten years.
0: Wow. That's great. that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, you know, you said you ended up getting rid of it or, like, did it just break down?
1: Um. Yeah, I left it with my mom and dad and then I think it was running too slowly. So, like, we would have either needed to update the processor and stuff or they just ended up buying a new computer. So, I think they just, yeah, you know, oh. did the recycling slash, you know, turning in electronics trash, you know.
0: Ah, okay, wait. So, they turned that old electronic into, like, you know, like, you
1: know, something? Or
0: is that is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, they just They just turned it into, like, you know there's different places where you can say hey this is electronics and it's trash and like they make sure it doesn't go in a landfill like they do whatever they need to do with the batteries and and stuff like that
0: ah okay 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 i don't yeah. i don't know i don't know it's like for me i probably would have just kept kept it around just for a sentimental just for a sentimental value it's like for, instance, yeah. like for instance like you know i drew a pic i drew a picture in like eighth grade and it's like i haven't really th- i kept that since because like it's the best picture i've ever drawn so it's like i probably would have kept it for sentimental value you know personally. nice yeah, but
1: that's, just no, pretty- that's huh? Oh, no, that's a good point. Really, what I should have kept um, when I first built it, I didn't realize I needed a heat sink on top of the processor. And that's like a big, you know, metal thing that kind of pulls the heat away from the um, processor unit. And I didn't realize I needed that. So-, <coughs> so, the first time that I turned it on, I immediately burned out the processor. So, I had to buy a new processor. So I really should have held on to that processor that I burned out and held on to that for sentimental value because it was the mistake <laughs> that taught me how to really build a computer. <laughs> Too bad.
0: Oh uh, yeah. That, yeah, that's true, that's true. And um yeah, you also like you know mentioned that you're a freelancer, so like uh, you know I'd like to know a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I actually like, started Oh no, oh, yeah. sorry,
0: sorry.
1: No worries yeah, so I actually started freelancing online at first. Um, I you know graduated high school early and kind of took a gap year, wasn't quite ready to go to college. And so I had some extra time. and so I just started saying, hey, like there was this thing called eLance, um, that was basically an online marketplace. and there's all sorts of those types of marketplaces today, fiverr and and all sorts of stuff. But basically what it was was it was a thing where you would, people would put up projects and then you would bid, you would say, Hey, here's how much I'll do that project for. And so I went on and I would do that. And then I'd build people, you know, software and and send it to them. Um, And so that was really fun. And that kind of laid the foundation to saying, Hey, I can do freelance in other ways. And so my mom uh, was, you know, starting to do real estate. And so, you know, she was talking to some people at the real estate and said, Oh yeah, my son does, you know, websites and stuff. And so they're like, Oh, we need a new website. And so, started you know going through connections right through my mom then i went to college and met people at college who wanted web you know different websites built and so i um, just started to use those personal connections and tell people hey yeah like I, I build websites you know um and continued freelancing that way in person um yeah that's kind of the the trajectory and eventually I stopped doing as much freelancing um after i met a, a couple guys who were doing startups and so i kind of set freelancing on the side and tried to invest some time in some startups they unfortunately didn't go anywhere uh you know as most startups don't (laughs) (laughs) uh like
0: you know have they been working on it for like a while though or is like you know it's just a thing that like you know they just started like they like um approached you
1: yeah so they hadn't they hadn't started they had an idea and they didn't know anyone who could like build it And so, yeah, they were like, hey, do you want to be like the technical co-founder? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. And yeah, one of them, you know, uh, we met at the University of Hawaii where I was at. And so they had like a business competition where you can try to gain traction because they were going to the business school. Um, And so, yeah, so we did you know, some presentations of our business idea that way. Um, It was like a surfing social network because that was like, you know social networks were the new thing back then i mean that was like i don't know 2007 2008 um so facebook had just kind of opened up beyond college people and twitter was starting to take off and so you know there was everyone was creating a social network for something and um of course facebook kind of won out um but and yeah you know, there's some new ones that have risen up but um yeah so Wait, so they
0: were trying to create a social media platform is that what yes yeah okay. social
1: media platform yeah to help connect surfers like do surf trips and like know where they want to go surf and like report the weather and stuff so for um people who are really because i was in based in hawaii so wait, wait, um, co- connect surfers
0: am i hearing that right
1: yeah connect surfers yep. <laughs> uh
0: i, I don't that, that 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 is the first time i'm hearing an, in that idea but i i don't think <laughs> yeah that's the first time i'm hearing that idea The i'm not gonna say it's i'm not gonna say it's stupid but you know, because it's like there are apps where it's get, where you can connect to people, but it's like servers. It's not yeah, it's not a stupid it's not a stupid idea, but it's like you know, just yeah. I mean, I get you were in Hawaii, but it's like wow. I mean, it's, it's unique though. I'll give it. I'll give it that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was a unique idea. I didn't know anything about surfing or surfing culture even though I was in Hawaii, um, but this guy was a big surfer so he was like, "Oh, I have this idea." And like you said, we didn't really get much traction. So there definitely was not a market for it. Like there was there was no market fit. Um, but it was it was fun to, you know, think about how to build a social network and um, you know, just be the only technical person kind of building that platform. Um, but yeah, it didn't end up going anywhere, so I just moved on to, to do other things <laughs>
0: wait so wait did you build the platform but it didn't go anywhere or like did you guys not even start it yet at all? oh
1: no yeah i built um i built a beta um that we like opened up to a couple people and stuff but we just didn't get enough people that were interested in in doing the beta to really get it where we could do like a full launch
0: ah okay got you got you
1: so um when did you guys have to close off the beta
0: like you know that that year or like you know somewhere like next like next year
1: yeah, I think we worked on it a good about a year and a half. Um, probably had the beta open, yeah, six to nine months or so. Um, and then we ended up closing it up.
0: Ah, okay. Got you, got you. Uh, but, you know, probably couldn't be worse. It prob- That probably couldn't have been worse than, like, you know, most apps nowadays. Not even most yeah. apps. You know, yeah, most apps. So it's like, you know, it was a unique idea. It's just like, you know, surfers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly they want to be in the water they're not looking for technology especially back then in like you know 2000 and you know 7 2008 like uh, uh, yeah i mean I mean I,
0: I mean I mean i feel like some i mean like you know i feel like it can have some minor s- success now but it's like I'm, I'm not even sure if it would like yeah yeah you know? i mean i mean it probably i mean it probably could have some minor success like you know now because like you know, a lot of people are online but it's like I I can't I can't really I can't really like you know say what would one hundred percent would I mean I yeah like I said minor success but that's yeah what I, you know yeah exactly so, yeah so I mean uh, you also said you worked at Apple Retail so like you know for several years like so uh, tell me more about that what was your experience like there
1: yeah like, um working
0: working at Apple Retail for seven years
1: yeah so I loved it um it it's funny because you. You work there and like, it's obviously not, you know, Apple corporate, but somehow by working there, you feel like you're part of Apple corporate, even though you're not. Um, So it's an interesting, like kind of mental place to be, but I really enjoyed it because I'm not a big salesperson. um, But they really, at the time, I, I can't speak to the culture anymore, but they weren't, they didn't really push sales. They really said, Hey, like when someone comes in, your goal is to kind of be, like a concierge and find out what it is they need and hook them up, right? And so it's like, people would come in there like, I want the biggest and the best iMac. And you'd have to go, okay, that's great. But what are you going to use it for? And you listen to what they're going to use it for. And then it's like, actually, you probably need an entry-level laptop. Like, you know, and so they encouraged us to actually like ask questions and get them the computer that they would need. And um, eventually started working in what they called the family room, Um, which is basically, you know, the Genius Bar and the, um, you know, mobile uh, (coughs) and the mobile technicians. So um, I actually was working, sometimes I was the concierge. So the person you come and check into, and they kind of manage all of the people who are working on your mobile devices. And um, other days, I would actually be the one troubleshooting iPhones and iPads and And things like that. Um, of course, nowadays you can't really take the iPhones apart, but it was cool. It was during like the iPhone 3GS days. And, you know, if someone's screen was broken, we'd take it in the back, put this little suction thing on it, and actually like pull the pull the glass screen off of the front and get into the back of the computer and unplug or plug some things in and you know, give them a new screen. So it was it was fun to play around with the tech, to be part of Apple. Um, really enjoyed it. And really I only left because I got a full-time, you know, job programming. And, you know, that was the dream. And so I was like, all right. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Like, you know, I'm glad that you like, you know, had a good, had a good experience there. And uh, also, you don't mind me asking, what did people say that they wanted to use like, you know, the computers for exactly?
1: Yeah, it'd be all sorts of people you would get, um, you know, some people who just said, Hey, I, you know, take a bunch of photos of my family and I just want to be able to check email and like sort my photos and, and things like that other people would come in and they're like hey yeah i want to make music and you know kind of do that creative stuff so yeah it was it was all over um that people would would want to do like have you ever like you know uh, uh, approached someone who said like you know they want to use it for live streaming or something like that back then um th- there wasn't a whole lot of live streaming so yeah i didn't really get anyone like that in most of the people i got um were were using it for mostly just more everyday everyday uses back then
0: ah okay got you got you i, I, for, I forgot this was back in the day for for a minute <laughs> yeah no worries yeah. yep yeah but um i i have an i have another question like you know do you think um do you think the world was like you know better when there was like limited technology or like you know or do you think it's better now
1: yeah, that's a great, that's a great question um it's tough because I, I i do love technology right when i look around i see all sorts of things that technology helps make better, but at the same time, there's a lot of challenges with technology, right? Um, (coughs) Because it's like, everything that you wanna do so often is on one device and it's so easy to get caught up switching between things. Um, I'll be at home and I'll think, oh, I need to check, you know, I don't know, I need to check and see if that email came in. And so I pick up my phone and I check the email and while I'm checking the email a notification pops up. Right. And then like the rabbit holes that technology can send you on where you sit back and it's been an hour and you're like, Oh wait, I just picked up my phone to check one thing. And like, I went on this whole bunny trail of like five or six different things. And now like an hour has passed and I meant to get up and do something else. So I think it's tricky. Um, I think one thing that does really interest me because technology is so prevalent is finding ways to use technology like different technology devices as technology gets cheaper, you know, like I have a Kindle, right. And I use a Kindle for reading because the black and white e-ink screen is easier to read on the eyes. And it's also like a single use device. And so in some ways, like our iPhones, like have become like the everything device, right. And all the devices like can do all sorts of things, but yeah, I, I'm really interested to see over the next couple of years if we can really invest in like, hey, like as technology gets cheaper, let's have different devices that do different things and um, you know, allow that to really allow you to focus on what you're what you're trying to do.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that that's a really good put po- that's a really good point. Like, you know, I've always thought of that. I always thought of that too. And, you know, the reason and you know, like what you said about like, you know, it's easy to get, like, you know. Uh, you know trapped in rabbit holes like yeah because like i do the same thing too it's like i could be like searching for one thing but it's like i get distracted like you know with other things too when i see a notification whether if it's an imp- whether if it's an important or non-important email i get and yeah you're right like you know it, it definitely is tricky and like and in this day and age like you know you can use your phone for pretty much anything you can use it to make money you can use it to do um this and that and it's like yeah it's like you know it's it, it's complicated like so it's like in a way in a way like you know I always sometimes think to myself like you know, all this technology is great, but at the same time it's like it was kind of better when we had limit when we had limited technology in a way. But it's like at the same time it's like you know there are people, there are successful people, um who use this use the their phones or like you know their um you know their uh, computers to their advantage to like you know make money off of it. And It's like that's great that's great that's great and all. But it's like, yeah, and the it, yeah. But it's like, and also the one thing I don't really like, the don't, one thing I don't really like is the fact that like um, people um, just, I don't know. I don't know. It's also social media too. It's like, you know, people, mm-hmm. people just started caring way too much about like, you know, what other people think me, I, I still don't care. I still don't care what people think, you know, but it's like, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know but you got those people who just like care with, too much about what people think. And it's like, I look at their stories and it's like, why do you care what this person thinks? It's like I I never really knew I never really like you know knew why certain people c- like I I I get to an extent like you know you need to care with people think in order to improve, obviously, obviously like you know, it's like if I I mean like you know, but you know, to another extent it's like, are you really doing this because you know you need you know you need to improve on this or are you doing this because like you know this per, are you doing this because like you know, you're just listening to like other people,
1: yeah what, that is definitely tricky yeah Yeah. that's one thing um you know I do use like Twitter but I mostly use it in more like professional um aspects I don't really use social media a lot personally anymore like I got you know froze my Facebook account and things like that because I I realized like a lot of times I would go out and do something and it's like, Oh, I have to get the perfect photos so that like I can show everyone what it was I went out and did. And like you said, that line between, am I doing this for me or am I doing this because I think it'll look really good to the people around me, like starts to kind of get a blurry line and it gets confusing. And so, yeah, so I, I don't, I intentionally just don't do a whole lot of personal stuff on social media anymore. Instead, you know, kind of share, like, more technical knowledge and things like that. Um, Mm. That's more, like, educational-based, I guess. But, um, and I'll, I might post a random thing, like, if something funny happens, and I take a photo for me, and then later I'm like, oh, yeah, I should share that. Like, I will, but um, a very small amount of personal stuff that I share.
0: Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, no, of course I get it. And it's like, I'll be honest, I, I like, I share, I share like, you know, personal photos, share personal photos, too. If like, you know, I share personal photos myself, too. And it's like, you know, yeah, I don't really think I'll be honest when I was I'll be honest when I was um in maybe middle school, high school. I would try to make the photos look perfect. But it's like at that point, at this point in my life, it is like, OK, I don't feel like I don't feel like going to a certain location and just taking a photo just to post on IG. And, I mean, it's not really beneficial to me. I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid to do it. So it's like I'm just gonna like when I take a good when I take a good photo and I feel like it's a good photo, I'm just gonna post that and see what they think and see what like you know not what they think. God, okay. No, and like just you know, post it. If it's not if I don't think it's good enough for in like if I don't think it's good enough, I'll take it down, obviously. But uh, you know, if it's good enough I'll take I'll keep it up. Like, you know, no nice. matter like no, no matter like how many no matter how many likes it gets, you know, i keep I'll keep it up or take it down or just, you know, achieve it than unachievement if you get what i'm trying to say
1: yeah no that makes that makes sense like you just kind of post it and see how you feel about it and if you decide you don't want it there you can remove it but just kind of ignore how people respond to it
0: yeah and also yeah and also yeah like to an extent i take it down to an extent like you know to a certain extent i know I, i know i said like you know no matter or what likes it just depends on like you know if i it just depends on like if I see a flaw in the photo, and it's like all right, I'm taking this down, or it's like it does kind of depend on the, on the likes, really. I mean, cause mm. yeah, I don't know. It's like that's what social, that's what social media, that's what social media really does it makes you care about makes you care about likes though. But it's like
1: it does. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like it's. I'll be honest. I used to I when I was younger, I used to hate Instagram. I used to just I used to just have like kick and Twitter, really.
1: Mm, you know, okay. you, know what, you know what kick is. I actually haven't heard of that that's a new one to me oh,
0: oh oh okay well it was like something that uh you know uh people who were my age like in probably 2012 or th- seven or so I don't know when kit came out but it's like the point the point is like you know I knew I know I used it in middle school though like in oh uh, like, gotcha th- yeah like like 2013 14 ish um, yeah, and it was, vi- and it was really popular, really popular at the time. Now it's just, I don't know. I don't use it anymore. I, I probably still have an account, but it's like, it's old and I forgot the password.
1: <laughs> but it's like, Yo. but, uh, yeah,
0: but yeah, I, I assume you do a lot of traveling though. Do you?
1: Yeah. A, a medium amount.
0: Okay. Uh, so if there was one place you could travel to that you haven't been to before, where would you go and why?
1: Hmm, that I haven't been to before. Okay.
0: Yeah, that you've always wanted to, like, travel to.
1: Yeah. I would say... um, I would be going... Um, I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights. And, like, from everything I've read and researched, like, that's, like, one of the best places, right? It's so far away from, like you know continents with big cities and lots of lights is like some of the darkest areas you can go to some of the you know far enough north to get really good consistent northern lights um so yeah i think that's that's one of the big things i'd want to do i'd love to see the northern lights Mm.
0: yeah i've heard of the northern i've (laughs) i've heard of the northern lights myself and it's like i mean like i've seen videos on it it's like yeah it's beautiful so it's like you know i could definitely see why you'd want to like visit that um yeah it seems like a really great it seems like a really great place to go to like, you know, yeah. you know, and I can, com- I commend you for that. Um, yeah. So, um, I had a list of, I had a list of questions. Okay. Yeah. I've had, I have so many, like, yeah, my bad. I just have so many, like, um, you know, notes. Like I lose track of like, you know, the, you know, questions I have on, on like standby. Oh, yeah.
1: No worries. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like while, while I'm looking for that, like, how was your day? Did I ask how was your day so far?
1: Oh no, not yet.
0: Okay. How how's your day going so far?
1: Yeah. Yeah, my day's going pretty good. Um it you know, we're recording this on a Friday, so nothing's <laughs> better than a because you know you're headed to the weekend, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's like, you know, um, I'll be honest. I I honestly hate doing these on, on Mondays, because it's like I don't know, it's like Mondays just eh, you know you know you get what you I'm don't. trying to say? Oh yeah, yes. yeah. But <laughs> yeah, okay. Um Hmm. Alright. Was there at a point in your life where you saw yourself um doing anything else other than like what you're doing right now? Uh like for instance, like, you know, if you did you grow up uh did you grow up like, you know, wanting to like, you know, do something else, like, you know, pursue a sport, like, you know, or anything like that? Or like yes, become a firefighter? So...
1: Yeah, so it's funny. Um for most of my life that I can remember I've wanted to do stuff with computers. I didn't always know what. Um, but yeah, I've definitely always been into technology and figured I'd do something in technology. Um, I mean, I I would say, yeah, at one point earlier, um, early in my life, like I wanted to be an author. So that was probably the first thing I guess, before technology, like I wanted to be an author and write books and stuff. Um, sometimes with like, since I was homeschooled, like the exact like assignments, we um, were a little bit flexible, right? I had some discretion that, um, you know, I just had to fit certain criteria. And so at one point my mom said, okay, you need to write a paper on like history. And so she's like, you can do one of two things. You can either do a research paper or you can research, but then you can turn that into a short, you know, couple page story um, based in history. So either way, like I had to write about, it was actually about Egypt, um, cause that was where we were at in our history curriculum. And so I, I had to read about, you know, Egypt and then I had to write about Egypt.
0: <laughs> wow. But
1: okay. yeah, but I had the choice to either write a traditional research paper or, you know, make a fictional story about Egypt, but it had to still be like based in what Egypt really was like at that point in history. And so I ended up choosing the the short story version just because it was, it was fun. It allowed me to do the, all the same proper research, but then I got to be creative as well and add a little story to it. So that was fun.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, when I was doing research, paper when I, when I had to do research papers in school and I had to read and I had to like, you know, read a book, I'll be honest. I'd have my paper on one side and I have the book on the right, on the other side. And it's like. I wouldn't copy from. I wouldn't say I copy from the book, but it's like I just put. I would just like put my own twist twist to it, and like you know, just so I can like just tell the teacher what I've learned without like you know completely copying it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's how I would do it, cause it's like at the time, it's like I I I'll be honest. If I if I read the book, if I'm reading the book, I wasn't gonna be. I was I wasn't gonna remember like you know what I like read after. So it's like I'd have to probably look mm, at both at the yeah. same time. I'd have to look at both at the mm. same time. So I was like, you know, I can properly i can accurately write write the paper but at the same time you know like i said not copying the book because it's like that's no that's um the teacher would know it would know that i would like just write i would just write what i know sometimes i'd even just like you know move the book aside so i can like kind of like learn learn how to remember like you know what i've learned from the book and Mm, it's like you know over over time i've gotten better over time i've gotten better and it's like you know it's like i have um yeah so i can catch so i can like you know remember but if i have to like you know look back on some information, I will look back at the book. So it's like I can accurately like, you know, put that information there. But like, you know, for the most part, um, yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, this is like when I was in middle school or something, middle school or something. Like high school, it's so like I was able to like, you know, uh write like, you know, my own my own like, you know, my own ano- analogy. I-, I don't know if that's even a word. I don't know if I'm even saying that right, but it's like, you know, write my own Yeah.
1: Own.
0: Yeah, my yeah, I don't even know if I'm saying that word right, but like still you get what i'm trying to say right
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah your own kind of analogy or story about like oh this what? is like such or whatnot and it kind of helps you understand it more right like by kind of coming up with your own scenario
0: yeah yeah no yeah of course of course like you know whether if it was fi- fiction or non-fiction or just like mm-hmm. you know or if i just had the about history you know but either yeah. way I'm like you know all right but you know the last question is um what inspired, actually, no, I got, I got two more questions, actually. Okay. Um, if you could take back any mistake in your life, what would it be and why?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Um, if I could take back any mistake, I think I probably, so I went to, um, I was going to university and I just kind of got tired of, of college. And so I ended up dropping out. Um, and since then, like I've had a great career and yet I still don't have like my bachelor's degree. And in a lot of positions, it hasn't been an issue, but as an engineering manager, like, and as I kind of am climbing up the, you know, positional hierarchy within companies, um, more and more people kind of expect you to have a bachelor's degree. And so now it's like, I have to figure out, am I going to spend the time and the money, like, you know, now that I'm in my mid thirties to actually like complete a degree. um, And that's a bit frustrating. So I, I do wish I could have just, you know, ripped off the bandaid and finished my degree earlier so that it wouldn't even be a thing. I'm not concerned about like what I would have needed to learn. Like I, I've learned everything on my own, but just having that paper um, now being an engineering manager, I think would have really help me in my career.
0: I don't know. I feel it. I feel like you I feel like you know a paper I feel like personally I feel like a paper shouldn't really define like you know like you know whether you know if you can I feel like a paper shouldn't really define that but um, yeah. yeah but uh yeah I, I kind of get I, I get what you're saying though it's like you know you need you need that in order to like because they expect you to have that so it's exactly. like Exactly you know, I I kind of I kind of understand what you're saying there and um yeah and yeah like you know also my last question is um what or who inspired you to move forward with your current profession? Which current profession and why?
1: It's a great question. Um, so it's interesting. I think, you know, a lot. <coughs> <coughs> mm, sorry. It's all right. So, yeah, I th- a lot of what I've chosen in my profession has really just come from like internal motivation but i think i've really taken a lot of inspiration um from my dad he had a different career you know he was actually in the military and then um kind of worked on um like military law enforcement even as a civilian just kind of like you know looking at those rules and how to like you know ensure that law enforcement in the military is doing what it needs to do and kind of holding them accountable and, and things like that. Um, but kind of his work ethic and the way that he approached things and the way that he worked with people, I always took a lot of inspiration out of that. So even fashion, I think I take a lot of the ideas that I saw and heard from him in his profession and kind of morph it into my own and so like being an engineering manager right and not just um coding like i think a lot of that kind of comes from from him and how he managed people and projects and things like that
0: Mm. okay okay that that's that's amazing to hear and like you know i'm glad you took inspiration like you know from your
1: from your father to like you know really
0: pursue what you wanted to do and with that being said that was it for today's podcast. I appreciate you coming on, Eddie. Like, you know, uh seriously, it was amazing talking to you, man. Yeah.